Today is Saturday, September 12th, 2020. It's a good old weekend. We're all relaxed. Cal, how's it going, man? How's it going for Cal Slatten today? <laughs> you know, how's it going? You know, same same old, but uh, I'm I'm kind of moving in the right direction. I'm not gonna to lie. Love to hear. Like it. I, uh, I, lately, you know, with probably ninety percent of the population, everyone's like lacking purpose right now, not having oh anything to do. God. Yeah. Uh, so I I really needed something to do with this gap year, and I mentioned it last episode. Uh, the van life, right? Yep. We're making big moves. We're making big moves. Uh, I mean, yes, uh, I guess last time it was just, uh, I guess it was like the conception of the idea. And now we're actually, we're forming real proteins here. This thing is becoming, it's in its, uh, it's like a little, it's not quite born yet, right? Not quite. It's a little uh, fetus, the van life (laughs) idea. But soon, soon. It's gestating. So, yeah, exactly. So, Really, though, what's happening is I'm just working out the finances because it is an expensive little venue I'm going to right now. It's not cheap. Like this is going to cost me some money. Yeah, the van itself sure. is the van itself is around six thousand dollars, which is pricey. But I am, I mean, I'm selling my car for about six. So okay, okay. You know, so the net there is zero, right? We're so far so good. Uh, next step, right? We need power, obviously. Car battery isn't going to do it. So what did I look for? I thought, like, what's the cleanest energy that's most convenient? The sun. Okay. Especially when you're driving and your car's exposed to the sun the entire time. Yeah. Or, so I got these flexible solar panels. Yeah. Huh. I was going to say, like, maybe you can just, like, add got, on, like, wind turbines. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so then I uh, looked for some solar panels. I'm not a big fan of, like, these, like, hard aluminum shell solar panels that hold shape because it kind of gives it away. It's not stealth. It's like, I, okay, this is a camper. You can tell now. Like, and people want to peep in and see. So I was like, what's, I need something that's a little more discreet. Well, flexible solar panel. You can literally roll the solar panel up into oh. like a scroll and it uh, just sticks to the roof. The only way you'd be able to see it is if you were like seven feet tall and could just look down at my roof, right? Uh. So... There we are. We got a we got power, hundred watts, running down to a power supply. Uh, next step, I need wood. I need to like build an interior that's pleasant to live in because I'm literally living in this thing. So I'm thinking of my connections. My neighbor, uh, her name's Leslie Laughlin, amazing human being. Her husband Kim Laughlin, PhD, great guy, was a prof- English professor at Mercer College for years. Uh, Les is a master carpenter believe it or not. So she has agreed to help build this van with me. Oh and my God. She, her work is amazing. She uh, went to uh, San Francisco State, majored in interior design, and then taught herself the trade of carpenter work. So I am about to live in luxury with her at the helm of this uh, program, right? The wood building program. She has that sector sector down. Yeah. And this, what's this even... Just- this just shows like the power of having like or at least knowing your neighbors. I feel like it's so underrated nowadays. Like not yeah, knowing your neighbors. Dude, the neighbor like apparently people used to have like dinner with their neighbors. They just invited them over. Like yeah. it was just a normal right. And now people like barely even get to know their their neighbors. Yeah. People just don't trust each other anymore, honestly. Yeah, and, and there's like this issue of like 
of just like being isolated and you know, oh, it's best not to intrude on other people's spaces. I don't know. I, I don't actually. I, I thought I could explain this, but I I don't really know the reason why we don't really care care about our neighbors or or. Well, appar- our apparently, it all like in the sixties, like like all the way through the sixties, fifties, forties, you name it. Like since the beginning of America, that the whole neighbor thing was just you you constantly socialized with your neighbors. You borrowed sugar. Right. 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 You. Uh, you know, just baked a cake for your, for your, uh, your neighbor just for fun. And then, uh, Charles Manson murdered Sharon Tate. And then like the entire attitude of letting people in your home or just, (laughs) or just like, you know, having like open doors, that murder was so freaky to people that it completely changed culture. Like it was now like lock your door. Like people began locking their doors before, before before that murder, people like left their doors wide open, mm. and after that, it was like, oh, it wow. was so brutal. Yeah, um, one event. One I also, event. I also think though, like, like in the sixties, seventies, eighties, people like kind of stayed in one place. You know, there wasn't a lot of moving around. That's true. Yeah. Now I feel like the mobility, like social mobility, like physical mobility between cities, between suburban and urban. I feel like since people move and like kind of rotate around, it's almost as if it's not even worth it to know your neighbor. Because <laughs> you're like, I'm going to be here for a month. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, maybe the lack of permanence as well. But a- anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, um, you have your na- comforter neighbor. <laughs> I know. It's so it's so amazing. And what's even better about this is uh, Kimberly uh, Laughlin, uh, Les's uh, husband, he literally lived in a conversion van. A VW bus in nineteen in the sixties. He like lived the hippie lifestyle in, in a bus, oh and he made that thing bulletproof. He like did installation. He did all the wood boards. He made it look like a battleship, is what he told me, because he did such a good job. And he can remember pretty much how to do everything. So they're gonna be a fantastic team to work with to get the uh, the woodwork done. Uh, and then I'm gonna be on the road, like. I, you have no idea how excited I am to just be able to go to every single city in California and have a place to stay. <laughs> yeah, especially like the like because you and I both talked about this when we were out out in like the uh, the redwood forest, and because we we ended up eating because after our hike we ended up eating at this like bar or something, and there was something about that like small city because oh yeah, know, we noticed like there wasn't any like chain restaurants, there wasn't like brand names. Something about that is just so satisfying. Dude, it, yeah, it really was. Like, it just sucks how you get the same exact experience from every McDonald's oh, in America. Yeah. yeah, something about standardization just doesn't, right? It, it, it takes away from the uniqueness of life almost. Honestly, yeah. And it's, and what sucks even more is like, honestly, Burger King, Carl's Jr., McDonald's, they're all the same experience between all three of those chains. And then they're also chains. So they're everywhere. So it's like mm-hmm. every burger place is, if, if it's a chain, it's pretty much identical to one another. And I don't want to pay for that. I want some some unique eleven in my building. Mm-hmm. You you okay. agree with me on that? Like, no, yeah. I, I like I like walking in and seeing like the sports team like sponsorship picture. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And they have like the pictures of the local soccer teams, mm-hmm. and like they have like the diner's name on their jersey. I'm, I already know the food's gonna be fantastic when I see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. I I love that. Um. Because it, it really. Di- I'm, yeah, now that I'm wondering, like, is McDonald's and, like, these chain restaurants, are they, like, detrimental to a community, right? Like, I know they try things, because I know our school and high school, they did, like, Panda Express fundraisers where you had to go to Panda Express. Yeah, to, yeah. 
but but never like sponsoring and like having plaques and pictures and no yeah no like they no. go next level these these local places to get their name out and i can tell sense. you yeah. yeah i can tell you from experience i mean i've been working at a local restaurant for like the last few months john the go and just the community involvement's ridiculous because you needed it to keep to stay alive, right? Like yeah. nobody, everyone knows McDonald's. Nobody knows John the Go. You really have to get your name out there if you're a small business and like doing fundraisers, free catering. It's all just a part of the game. Yeah, and and we felt this way because in our old podcast we were sponsored by Next Door Real Estate and Little Oven yes, Pizza, sir. and yeah, you know it just felt better to know that the people who you were supporting and they were supporting you, they had the you know the, the people running Next Door Real Estate, their 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 kids were our friends, you know, at school and Little Oven Pizza. I know, literally, um, yeah. you know, they didn't have kids that went to our school, but like for instance, they were friends with my my teacher, Miss Shelburne. So yeah. just stuff like that. You don't get it from a McDonald's, you know. No, um, you don't. So, so yeah, but that's I'm I'm so I'm so happy for you, man. To 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 have like, you, you know, you mentioned earlier like purpose, you know, and it's not like saying like van life is your purpose now, so to speak, but it's more like you have some place to go, right? There's yes. some place you're walking towards somewhere. I mean, think about it. Like when in my idle time, it was always a mystery, right? When I get off of work, I'm like I I didn't have anything really planned out i would just kind of make it up as i go along which just gave me the impression that i'm just wandering yeah and that really just leads to like it's not a great lifestyle for anybody i think humans are meant to complete task and uh it's it's not good when when you don't have any to do like i and that's i mean that's why i was on my phone for nine hours just try to fill in that space but now when i get days off Let's uh let's go let's go to north northern California. Let's go see uh Eureka or let's go to Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> like something ridiculous, right? I can just drive anywhere. Yeah. Man, I'm super happy. Uh, or and Boston. Or or Boston. Go fucking cross country, man. Just go all the way. <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm really thinking about it. Like that would be so cool to pull up to Harvard and things get a little better. And then yeah. <laughs> be like, all right, David, get in. Let's go. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> Yeah, actually, okay, this is this this turning out to be such a great podcast because well, this episode because you know, it, it's pretty evident that both of us have been a little bit happier at least for yeah. this episode, right? Like yeah. and it's great. And again, this is the whole point of this episode because like, you know, there there were episodes, sorry, I, this is the whole point of this podcast, right? Because there were some I remember like there were some episodes where it felt like both of us were kind of just off, you know, and, and or sad, definitely or just, or just lost, I would say. I remember like one of them I felt I, I said I feel or like when you say, how's it going? I feel lost, right? Um, I remember I, say, I said that. But, you know, today, both of us, I think, have come to at least part of the conclusion of purpose and meaning. Um, because, you know, for me, and I, I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to save all this for, for, I guess, my turn. But, uh, um, yeah. Oh, no, no. David. I, I mean, I'm pretty much, I spilled, I spilled my beans, so. I guess I, I could ask you how's it going, David. <laughs> yeah, for sure, it's like passing off the baton whenever. Like, yeah, how's it going? Go. Boom. The talking <laughs> stick. Yeah, yeah, the talking, the conch, the magic conch. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, so if I may start off, I'm not going to answer the question how's it going exactly yet. I'm going to give some backstory here. Yesterday night at 5 p.m. Eastern time, between so starting at 5 and ending at 6:03 p.m. Eastern time. I think my life has changed more significantly in those in that hour than it has in the past months. 
Really? There's a, there's a reason why. And I, I'm sorry for being so like cinematic here and and, and <laughs> suspenseful. It's okay. But yeah. It was a webinar. It was it was a Zoom webinar. Um, I I don't even know how I signed up for it. It just kind of arrived at my calendar, and I was like, oh, it's time to I signed up for this webinar. And the webinar's title was called "What Is a Harvard Education For?" Which is a good question. It is a good question, and I was it curious really to know. But what I didn't know was just how substantial the content was going to be. So it was structured like this: it was, there were three panelists. They were all upperclassmen at Harvard. They all concentrated in philosophy, really deep thinkers. Awesome major. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell that they were like deep thinkers and very well articulated people. In fact, two of them actually had British accents. They were they were from, I'm assuming, England. And That's like the know, best webinar ever. Exactly. Like, you couldn't get it better than that. Something about the British accent just makes the delivery that much more oomph, just oomph and the posh. Yeah. 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 Uh, in any case, you know, they started off with talking about what what it means to have a Harvard education. And the first thing that I said was, you know, being in this institution, I suppose we have a luxury to think about the big ideals, right? To think about think about topics like purpose, meaning, uh, uh, character, morals, all, all these kind of like just broad, austere terms. But what they say is that a lot of students, and I've seen this, and I've seen this in myself as well, the student culture here is, pre-professional qualifications get your job resume in you know like like become yeah, yeah. become prepared for your next life be successful right? be successful and but also like overarchingly there's this culture of being busy there's a culture of being busy there's a culture in which people almost feel obligated to fill up their schedule with something whether it's joining a club organization doing this doing that being yeah yeah busy and and th- and they said this was actually a detriment, um, and you know you know th- there were a lot of things that talked that were talked about, but I think the the most resounding thing that came from that that really got me going was someone said I think it was uh, one of the panelists was Deepak. He said he said be patient with the unresolved, live the questions, and answers can only be tripped on, not sought for. And, and I felt that, you know, I, that's beautiful. I think, I think coming to college, you know, there's a certain expectation to resolve your uncertainties, right? Like what concentration do you want? Do I want to be? What kind of person am I? What kind of career do I want? And, and there's so much pressure to answer those questions as soon as possible. And then, you know, the, he just said it, be patient with the unresolved and, and you have to yeah. live, live the questions, live the question of who am I and live the question of what do I want to be or what, what kind of work do I want to do? And, and the moment you let your guard down, just, you, it, you, you really do. You just trip over it. It slaps you in the face. Yeah. 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 But the point is, is to live the question, not seek the question, right? Seeking the question. It's almost, I don't know if this has ever occurred to you, but like, have you ever lost something? And like, when you try and find it, you don't find it. But then when you don't try yeah. and find it, you find you it. You flip the pillow and it, oh, there it is. Uh, okay. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like easy example is my AirPods. Like I spent like a solid week trying to find like, oh my God, I really don't want to lose these AirPods. And then literally one day my, my cat was on, on the bed and like, like, like giving her, giving herself a bath and uh-huh. she, she moved. And then there it was just underneath her. Um, very weird very weird experience, yeah but it's that same idea and to me that was so obvious it's such an obvious thing right almost I, I would say it's i would say it's decently obvious when i put it that way right 
Uh-huh. But no. Then, yeah. Yeah, David, like I need to just live in the question. That is such a good way to put it. Like, ah, I've been really like stressing. Like I constantly am just like on my phone or my computer looking at every internship possible and researching every liberal arts school in California. And I'm just, there's just no point where I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. So and, and, I need to I would, chill out. I really yeah, do. Yeah. I, I would say though that there's a difference between being idle and being explorative, right? Because the point of being busy sometimes is that you forget that you have a chance to think. And being busy sometimes like blocks your mental bandwidth for for thinking. So so when I when when they say live the question, it doesn't mean to just like you know just kind of just stay there and and just wait until something hits you. It's more like explore, right? Just do the things that you want to do, and ultimately it will come to you, right? So that's why I was so happy for you for for the van thing because it's it's like knowing you for so long. That's something that just screams out Cal. And I think by doing so, and I can only imagine, of course, it's just hypothetical, but like you, you drive up to a city, meet some new people, talk to some new people, you hook, you know, you hook up a network and they introduce you to something and boom, you're suddenly, that's, that's your next thing. But like, you'll never be able to predict something like that. No, you, you can won't. only You can only create the conditions for that, something like that to happen, right? I think, I think too many of us think as if we have to sculpt ourselves, right? Chisel out every single facet of personality when in reality we are as it is flowers right trees these austere beings that are organic that are alive that all you need to do is to give it sunlight rain and good soil and it will grow and that that's all we need we don't need to complicate it and i've been complicating it for so long you know that's david this is beautiful you need to major in philosophy maybe this <laughs> maybe man and that's the thing, <laughs> that, that could entirely be my calling i don't know like i've always been fascinated with education i've been fascinated with science and i've also been fascinated with these deep conversations um and and that's i that's i don't know i feel as if like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders like let me just do the things i need to do, do that's so dude that's such a beautiful way to live that is so nice and and what's great about this is that you know it's the right way to live Right? Yeah, it's not I like do. it's not like you're taking the easy way out. It's not like you're, oh, I decide to seclude myself from the good way, which is to to focus on the work and all that. No, this is the way to live, and this is the way it always has been and always should be, always will. And um, you know, if I may, add one thing that's also been also struck me interestingly, in the, in the webinar they mentioned this idea of optionality, right? Optionality which is there's this tendency for students here to keep their options open, right? In a variety of things, whether it's concentrations, jobs, careers, mm -hmm. right? But also friendships. They said that one of the bad things that they, they, they would criticize the student culture of here is that some people keep their options open for friendships, meaning they don't want to invest too much time in one friendship as if it's like putting all your eggs in one basket and that, you know, if that ends up falling through, you will lose all that invested time, which is yeah. such a which is such a materialistic way to view friendships, which in by Honestly, definition, yes, is, is is not so right. Like I feel like you know our friendship here, I feel like it's almost lifetime, right? Yes, so guaranteed. Yeah, like and and there's no reason to say that like what I, I don't get like economic value, right? It's 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 friendships are organic 
and yeah, you I mean, the moment you try to, yeah, you shouldn't even be looking at the benefits of certain friendships you have. Yeah, like that like, should just come with it, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's like a, <laughs> I just, yeah, it's. I mean, that's the one thing I, I'm worried about with you and you know being at Harvard, is I just feel like everyone's a recluse there, mm. and I hope that like there are there that you get to a group of people who who are just willing to open up to you, and you can open up to them because just we're three thousand miles away, and you know we've opened up to each other, and this is helpful online. Imagine having like a group of people that we could you could do this with at Harvard. Mm-hmm. It'd be yeah. nice, but I mean, it's just such a it's just such a busy environment. Like nobody has time. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, like guaranteed, I won't find a friendship like this at Harvard. Just I'll put it, I'll put it right here right now. <laughs> possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, maybe something similar, right? I mean, I don't, nice. even, I don't even need something similar. Like I have this, you know, there are other friendships out there, but yeah, this is, this is unique. This is un, I agree. Unreplicatable. I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah, so I mean, o- overall, like if I just want to like sum it up in terms of like how it's going, I feel unburdened, you know? I feel as though like there's a lot there was a lot of internal pressure or m- or maybe better explained as internal conflict, right? Internal conflict to figure out myself. Right? And 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 to constantly be doing things that to oh like oh I have to do this to try to figure out who I want to be. Oh, I have to join this you know, advisory board to to figure out if I want to be in science. I have to go to this office hours to ask if I can. And yeah, like th- those things are great and all, but ultimately like do, just do what you gravitate towards and everything will fall into place, right? But you just got to be proactive. Proactive reflection is something they mentioned, which sounds weird, right? Proactive reflection. <laughs> okay. how, can you, how can you reflect proactively? Yeah. Right. I still don't know the meaning for that phrase, by the way. I just, but I kind of get it in that you want to be like on top of it in terms of you want to constantly be asking yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I love it? Am I doing this because it's me? Right? Like, like you know, you hear these interviews of people who who love their jobs, right? And yeah. and and you hear these interviews with people who don't love their jobs, and it's easy to tell. Like, you can never ask someone who loves their job to quit their job it's like it's not the work that i do it's like the, the i don't do work i it's me right i am being me and how how can you say i can quit being me yeah and i'm like so envious of those people who yeah. can just go to work every day and it's not work whatsoever yeah that is nice that is a goal i mean at the end of the day like it's just all about enjoying life yeah it's not about being successful because then what's the point when you die and you didn't enjoy a single thing? Mm. It's just about enjoying life. And mm. I, I like the idea of not overcomplicating it, David. This is nice. This is good advice. Yeah. Yeah. And and perhaps perhaps we're shouting out into the void here, you know, with this podcast, which I, I'm honestly fine with. But yeah, I, I really hope more people do realize this, that it's not it's not that deep, <laughs> you know? No, it's not. It's not that complicated. It's literally just straightforward fall. And I feel like it's been said a lot, which is a problem, right? Things that have been said a lot almost lose its value, right? You you kinda have to you you kinda have to like like be 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 a little stingy with your sayings. Right? Because mm-hmm. like for instance at Harvard, a lot of people say semper veritas, which means like to always seek the truth. But then you really ask, like with all these pre-professional groups, 
like consulting business pre-law pre-med you know a bunch <laughs> of meetings all that all that all that yeah yeah like ask yourself are you are you really spending your time seeking truth right like but everyone says it and it's almost become like desensitized we're like what does this really even mean and have you ever been like have you ever done the thing where like you say a word over and over again and it suddenly looks weird when you do everything oh yes yes yeah so like, for you're instance, about. example right daughter like imagine the word daughter right the, yeah like, you, you brought this out. up on a was it a david yeah. and cal I yeah think was, i think it was on those obscure school sorrows i think mm, but, okay yeah like, if you really think about the the, the the image of the word daughter it looks hella weird <laughs> yes it does i agree with that yeah but like, i mean we just scan over these words so quickly and we forget just how weird it is yeah, and, and that's the thing, same thing with messages. And that's the same thing with the idea of being yourself, right? Be yourself is so such an easy thing to say, yet such a difficult thing for people to understand. It confuses me, but at the same time, though, sometimes it just it just needs to be said in a way that you click with. And for me, I feel like it clicked perfectly yesterday. So, so yeah. I'm for you, David. Thank you, man. I'm happy and, to and- the, usually we're supposed to list off the positive things that happen now, but we pretty much just did that this entire episode. Yeah, man. And, you know, the conversations I'm, and, and, oh, I guess like if I may end off with this thing with like, cause they mentioned when you're busy, you kind of forget about the conversations and how it's so important that conversations are kind of like the driving force for, for truth, purpose, and meaning. So that's why I'm super grateful for this podcast. You know, this, this really grounds me in conversation, which I think is ultimately my calling, right? I feel like that's, I've, I've figured out a piece of my puzzle, which is that conversation will be an integral part of my life. And this... Yeah, I've, this I, I could it. tell ever since we, yeah. we began this podcast, David. Yeah. And I've always said it, like, this is your, this is your form of expression that you can leave behind. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you found it. It's really important. Thank you, man. Yeah, so... You know, I, I'm I'm glad to share this experience with you, and and you know, see it see it grow as 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 how it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. like what is it? It's been like a how long have we been doing this? Like two weeks? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, two weeks. Like what? Five episodes now? Yeah, six. Feels, about to come like, in. I think yeah. I feel I feel like we've done this for years. Well, well I mean, I, I, I guess we have. <laughs> <laughs> we we have, David. Yeah, but no, th- in this format, yeah. Well, this has just been so effective. Yeah. Like this, yeah, it's it's like therapy on steroids almost because we know so much about each other we skipped all of the uh you know non-productive early stages of therapy where you have to get to know (laughs) someone who they are what what you can say to them and we're just we're just here like we already know what needs to be done we know about each other we know what advice we could give each other that's effective yeah and this is great yeah and 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 see uh, again i mentioned this earlier how like you know, we're going to have episodes where, where both of us feel like absolute shit. And yeah. T- and we're going to have episodes like today where, where we're just, ah, just the universe is aligned, you know, and then it's perfect. It comes out of alignment and comes into alignment. There's hills and valleys. Yeah. This is, this is what it's all about, man. So, and, I, and I'm just, you know, working on not being scared of losing this feeling, right? Just, just live in the moment here. Yeah. Live it, cherish it. And once it goes, just wave goodbye, you know? Wave goodbye and just wait for the next one. Wait for the next train. Because it always comes back. It always will. All right. Well, I guess a uh, beautiful way to end off. I, um, I can't think of a better way, man. <laughs> this is how 
David and Cal Felt on Saturday, September 12th, 2020.